This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Sports Fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. As the heat wave takes its initial plunge on the south, uh, it's going to be pretty rough over the next several days, but it is. Getting close to the dog days, so, all right, speaking of heat, uh, there's an interesting item on TWSAA.org about the return to football, and it has some um, guidelines there for coaches and whatnot, and one interesting aspect, you cannot begin um, full pads practice until a five-day acclimation period. It says in this guideline that teams can begin the acclimation period July 20th. That would run through July 25th, and then, of course, you could start back, I guess, about the 27th, 28th, and you could essentially get about three weeks of practice in and start on time. I don't know if that's what that means, though. So we're still in limbo. We probably won't know till uh, next week. I think next Wednesday, the TWSAA board will vote probably again on scenarios and, and this and that. So still up in there what we're going to do. You know, um, it's kind of funny. Um, colleges are canceling their seasons. High schools want to keep going. Obviously, there's different dynamics with travel. But you travel in buses all up on top of each other to visiting counties. Um Again, I said it comes back to you either you're either you're either gonna roll the dice or you're not gonna roll the dice. No different sending your kid back to school or doing it virtually online. Um But anyway, I would have thought that acclimation period would have begun a little later. Um we do know governor's orders through the twenty ninth 
Um, and those guidelines would still remain the same. Uh, you can't have any seven-on-seven seven drills, anything like that. So um, it looks like the TWSAA's bent on um, having football. Now, that being said, um, you know, we, you know, we still got to wait. Uh, we know the Ivy League has scrapped football and fall sports for 2020. The Patriot League has. And it's a very interesting note. The National Junior College Association is going to spring football, which creates a unique dynamic in itself. A lot of, those, a lot of junior, several junior college players graduated midterm so they can sign with their next university and go through winter workouts and spring practice. Who knows what we'll have in the winter? Who knows what we'll have next spring? What would help everybody the most is if we could get a, a, get a vaccine. But easier said than done. So, anyway, um, it's interesting. SEC Commissioner Sankey said um, they're not going to do nothing later in July in terms of playing conference schedules only. Um, he did say, though, we're, quote, running out of time. Talked to uh, Chris Massaro yesterday. He said the clock is ticking. Those are common threads by commissioners and athletic directors across the country right now. We know the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are doing um, um, conference only. What if the ACC follows in line? MTSU plays two ACC opponents. Duke on the road, Virginia Tech here. Um, Massaro said that um, even though that would be disappointing, um, you've got a two-year deal with um, uh, Virginia Tech, which, you know, we would hope both would honor, and uh, you're in the midst of a four-year deal with Duke. The kicker is the UConn game. MTSU was scheduled to go to Ole Miss. UConn's now going to Ole Miss. And Middle's going to UConn. Because UConn needed a home game. Um, well, Middle was going to get $1.5 million, according to Chris Massaro, to go to Ole Miss. But they're still going to get $1.5 million to go to UConn. That's a pretty good trade. I'd rather play at UConn than at Ole Miss. Fans probably wouldn't. I guarantee you the coaches would. Players would probably like to play against Ole Miss better. UConn has struggled. You know, if you're already playing Duke and Virginia Tech, you throw Ole Miss in there, that's what three or four years in a row you would be playing um, three Power Five conference opponents. Uh, Middles kind of led the Conference USA in doing so. But there's some other 
interesting matchups out there. You know, there's Charlotte and Appalachian State. I'm sure both of those schools would like to keep that game. Um, and, you know, just because one conference does something doesn't mean you're – if all power fives um, said they're playing conferences only, that doesn't mean the other ones would. Because, as Chris Massaro pointed out, some of those non-conference games are more important. I know that sounds absurd to say, but if you think that trip to UConn's not important for the coppers at MTSU, you're crazy. So, again, we shall see. But everybody's saying um, time's running out or the, the clock is ticking. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. Where is the best barbecue in town? In 1920, East Main, the best barbecue for miles around is in 1920. East Main, you can buy it by the pound, sandwich, platter, or plate. No matter what you choose, it will taste great. You can come with a friend by yourself or with a date. Just lick pig barbecue. Barbecue pork, beef or chicken, Brunswick stew, great sides, lunch specials, down-home atmosphere, and they cater. Slick pig barbecue, it's the best. I have been blessed with having Dr. McCabe as my eye doctor. He has got my vision back to 2020. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. We had to do a couple surgeries, but he told me right up front it was going to be a journey. I appreciate this man. I support him. He has done an awesome job for me. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shops. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. MTSU will host its third webinar tomorrow at noon. WGNS will re-air it at 6 p.m. Chip Walters has details. The third event, titled Moving Forward While Looking Back, is a conversation with Blue Raider legends. It'll feature six Middle Tennessee greats from different sports and different eras of Blue Raider athletics. I'll be honored to serve as the moderator. The panel for this webinar will include, uh, from baseball, Bryce Brents and Clay Snellgrove. From women's basketball, 
uh, Alicia Clark and Heather Prater-Warren. From football, Kendall Newson, and from golf, Mike Harmon. All six of these individuals had a great impact on their sport and the landscape of Blue Raider athletics during their respective eras. Head to GoBlueRaiders.com for the Zoom link, and again, we'll have it on WGNS at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. Um, former Lady Raider great, MTSU Hall of Famer, longtime professional basketball player, Chrissy Gibbons will join us today. Uh, she's got a new chapter in her life coming up, so we'll talk about that after um, this segment and the um, Blue Raider Insider Report. Um, MTSU is not releasing athletes who test positive right now. Um, I don't really have a problem with that. They're not going list, to list the names of them anyway. Um and you're differentiating between them and the student body, the regular student body, because there's no students here. So it's not that important of a deal. I'm sure some have. I mean, I don't think it's a, a crazy number like you're seeing at some schools. You know, the Clemsons, the LSUs, Ohio State has ceased workouts. But that may be something made available at a later date, perhaps when school starts, certainly in the season and you know you want to protect these kids privacies but you know if your starting quarterback is mysteriously not playing week three and four well you got a pretty good idea why but um several college football teams across the country have opted to halt voluntary workouts amid more breakouts of the virus and you can say we're testing more uh, perhaps we are i know the hospitals are filling back up Tennessee is increasing daily, um, probably not at uh, a crazy rate. May, rate, numbers-wise, it's still pretty alarming. Like a Florida that had last week 15,000 cases in, in one day. Speaking of Florida, got a lot of football-playing teams in Florida. Got Miami, Florida State, Central Florida, UCF, South Florida, FAU, FIU, so that's something to consider. And speaking of FAU, um, Michael Urban II um, transferred from the U, Miami, to FAU. And today it was announced that Deion Sanders, son of Shadur, I mean Deion Sanders' son, Shadur, has committed to Willie Taggart in FAU. A four-star do-threat quarterback said he wanted to make his own mark at his own school. So, a couple very interesting pickups. You know, hard to live in your father's footsteps, particularly if you're Michael Irvin II and going to where your dad uh, became a household name, or Deion Sanders at Florida State. You know, it's tough on athletes. The Mannings did quite well, but not everybody uh, pans out. They may be very good players, but they're ju- too often they're judged by, you know, if they're superstars like their their 
fathers were. And again, JUCO football moving to the spring. What about those, you know, as I said, what about the JUCOs that graduate early? So who knows? It's an interesting time in our lives right now as we're getting closer and closer to the football season. There's certainly a lot of anxiety amongst the players, the fans, the coaches, certainly the athletic directors and presidents of these universities that uh, rely so heavily on these um, the money that is made. And it's um, it's going to be a tough time. It could be a tough time. Um, you know, part of me says there'll be some sort of a football season. Part of me says they may shut it down to the spring. And then even then, you're left wondering what's going to happen. High school may be, may be different. Um, as we talked the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of scenarios out there. Um, I know their plan is to play the Blue Cross Bowl on the date that it's scheduled, which is why one scenario has seven regular season games and one eight. So, really, um, who knows what's going to happen. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back and be joined by Chip Walters with the Blue Raider Insider Report. You're not waking up to the wake-up crew. Here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Starting to get heavy here on 24 going westbound through that construction and eastbound as well. Especially eastbound by Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway. It's stop and go down. Sam Ridley coming off the interstate. All that traffic flows trying to get through those traffic lights back out towards Smyrna. For the perfect getaway just outside Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on now, CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Right here, Saturday afternoons at 1. Parks Auction. We handle everything. You have a staff that comes to your home. They tell you what to do. They walk you through it. It's been my experience that what I thought I should get for my home, I got much more for it. Visit our website at parksauction.com. Parks Auction, 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. 
It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. On 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, Cole. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. Let's start out with women's basketball, then with a veteran squad loaded with talent returning for the 2020-21 season. Middle Tennessee's women's basketball coach Rick Ensel believed his squad needed to be challenged during the non-conference schedule, and he has accomplished that mission. The Lady Raiders' non-conference schedule has been announced today, and it features two SEC foes and the return of ACC national power Louisville as part of a regionally-based slate that's filled with formidable formidable foes. In fact, during Thanksgiving week, Middle Tennessee will face Kentucky, Louisville, and Vanderbilt in an eight-day span. The Lady Raider Nation should also enjoy the non-conference schedule as six of the 11 games will be played at the Murphy Center. Three of the five road games are within a three-hour drive, including short drives to Lipscomb and Tennessee Tech. So, Full story with the full non-conference schedule is available on GoBlueRaiders.com. Turning to football, Phil Steele's preseason conference USA all-conference team was announced on Monday, and Middle Tennessee was well-represented. The Blue Raiders had six players selected, led by senior safety Reed Blankenship's inclusion on the first team. Offensive lineman Robert Jones and Will Gilchrist followed on the second and third teams respectively, and quarterback Asher O'Hara, wide receiver Jimmy Marshall, and linebacker DQ Thomas rounded out the selections on the fourth team. PhilSteel.com is where you can go find out and see exactly who from uh, all schools are on the All-Conference USA team, as put out by his magazine. Well, the Maxwell Football Club announced yesterday its watch list for the 26th annual Chuck Bednarik Award, and Middle Tennessee's Reed Blankenship made the prestigious list for the second year in a row. The Bednarik Award has been presented to the College Football Defensive Player of the Year since 1995. Again, the full story on that uh, watch list is available on GoBlueRaiders.com. A couple men's tennis notes before jumping back to football. Uh, Despite uh, fighting the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic in the latter half of the school year, student-athletes on the Middle Tennessee men's tennis team made the university proud with their work in the classroom during uh, the 1920 school year. 
The Blue Raider men's tennis team has earned Conference USA's Institutional Excellence and Sport Academic Award, as announced by the league office earlier today. The Sport Academic Award is given to the team in each conference-sponsored sport with the highest GPA for the academic year. The Blue Raiders achieved a 3.94 during the spring semester and a 3.81 in the fall. So congratulations to Jimmy Borndame and the Blue Raider tennis team for that uh, very, very high honor. Also, the Adams Tennis Complex, home of the men's and women's programs, recently received a major technology upgrade as the PlaySite Smart Court was installed. The the PlaySite system has already generated a lot of excitement around the two programs. The PlaySite Smart Court analyzes all specs of gameplay, including but not limited to serve speed, ball rotation, and more. PlaySite also stores all of the team's workouts and home matches in the cloud so that players and coaches are able to go back and review the play either through on-court consoles or online at home. Well, that's it for this Tuesday update. We'll have another update for you coming up on Wednesday. All right, Chip. We appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Remind everyone the Blue Raider Insider Report. Brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And former Lady Raider great Chrissy Givens will join us. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. These are unprecedented times we're going through. All of us in any kind of business are taking precautions. I'm here today to tell you that we're still doing business and I'm subscribing to the best practices about personal interaction. Technology's our ally, from virtual home tours to digital document movement and signing. My website is my digital hub at choosechip.net. Homes are still being bought and sold, and I'm here to do that in a safe, responsible manner and to be your trusted advisor in real estate. The next time you buy a cart full of groceries, make a car payment, or write that big mortgage check, ask yourself, what would my family do if I wasn't there to buy those groceries, make that payment, or write that check? If you didn't like the answer, ask me about life insurance and start getting some answers that you will like. Welcome to that place where doing it for them meets doing it today. Get started by contacting me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel, at 931-684-5274. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're now going to be joined by former Lady Raider great and Blue Raider Hall of Famer, Chrissy Givens, an outstanding basketball player for the Lady Raiders back in the day. You know, Chrissy, I told you when you were graduating, I said, I got a feeling I have not done my last story on you. And every three, every three or four years, yeah, every three, four years, I'm proven right. But uh, I know you've got some exciting news Uh to tell us about and we'll talk about that first um uh, you'll have to tell me how to pronounce the high school you went to washita okay i would have butchered that so <laughs> yeah oh cheetah's what i was thinking um that was in monroe and um that's where you played high school ball and you've been playing professionally for 13 years but 
Um, uh, they say you can't go home again. Well, you're going home again, and right. you were re- recently named the head girls basketball coach there. Yes. Well, tell us how that all came about. Who played at Tech? I think she played a couple of years professionally, and um, she was she was here and she was doing well. But she was commuting, I think, like an hour away um, to get to Washington every day. And I think that's what's kind of what kind of pulled on her, you know, probably the travel, which is the same, very understandable because it's the same for me. You know, um, I'm all the way over in Europe, and your heartstrings are still pulling home. And so when you get the opportunity to go home, take it. <laughs> Well, um, and I talked to you the other day about this. It's funny where basketball will lead your career path. Um, coaching really wasn't part of your plans when you went to college, was it? No, it was not. What? Um, I saw myself as like a, I would say more of a nerd than an athlete. Um, I loved academics, and I was this gun ho set on finishing my degree in criminal justice and then going on to law school. Well, a funny thing happened along the way. Um, <laughs> uh, you played some your freshman year. Uh, uh, you were a big contributor your sophomore year. Uh, I think averaging around 10 points or so. But you're kind of always known as that defensive stopper. Well, uh, enter Coach Rick Ensel, who was hired in um, from Shelbyville. And I guess in the early workouts, he saw something in you and um, pretty much told you you're going to have to lead this team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I still to this day have no idea what he saw or what possibly in his went on in his head to say this girl can, can be um, huge, you know, both ways, both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. Like defensively, nobody could tell me. I knew I could play defense, but the vision that he had you know, offensively was one that I fought. I think for the beginning of that first year for about four months, I would say. Well, uh, you ended up scoring over 30 points seven times and averaged 22 points a game. You ended up being player of the year and defensive player of the year and tournament player of the year. Now, when you look back at that from a girl who was, as you said, a nerd, maybe shy from a basketball standpoint, and you accomplished that and just – the first year that that role or that burden was put on you, uh, that's pretty that's pretty mind boggling. Um, I think I'm the type of person that uh, when I set a goal, I first I like to set goals, and when I set them, I put everything in it to to attain them. So I fought him for a little bit, but once I bought into the vision that he saw for me. Because I saw for myself, you know what, you play good enough, you got your scholarship, you know, finish, play hard, and, and go on out. But he saw something more. He saw that I could do more. And so he put, the, he put that bar there for me. And I'm not one to, to lollygag or to let anyone down or to not hit the bar. You set the bar, I'm going to do everything in my power to hit it. Coach Ensel set that bar, and then from there, I went for it. And, I mean, even those – that next summer, that summer that Coach McMillan was in the gym with me nonstop that summer because I saw, okay, that first year was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can be a basketball player. And so I went on and 
I really have to say, he set that bar. He saw something, and he said it, and I went after it. I remember we were at Arkansas State one night, and um, this guy always slipped beside me over the years, and he he, he only went to the women's games. <laughs> and um, he came down there at halftime. You made some kind of crazy behind-the-back pass. And he's like, who in the hell is that girl? Where's she been? I said, oh, she was on the team the last two years, but the, the new coach uh, decided she was going to be uh, the leader and the superstar. And he goes, well, he's a great coach then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, you come back the next year, and I guess the expectations get a little higher and higher. You repeated those same awards, Defensive Player of the Year, Player of the Year, Tournament MVP, and uh, you became an All-American. Um, what, what are you thinking then? <laughs> um, once again, Coach Insel was almost like there is no pleasing that man, you know. So you go, I go through the junior year, and I, you know, I did pretty decent and whatnot. And then he comes in, and then he puts the bar even higher, you know, like you shot, you shot thirty percent from a three point line. It needs to be forty fifty. So instead of like my junior year, I I had just started shooting three, so I was on the line. Well, senior year, nope, on the line is not good enough. Now you have to shoot and be consistent two or three steps off the three-point line. Now, you know, everything just got amped up. Like I said, there is no pleasing him, and he continued to set the bar. You know, I can't imagine four years under him, you know, what what that would have done. Perhaps I would have killed myself trying to reach the bar, but he he pushed it again and again. Um, When I see something, if you tell me I have to – to just go run, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna run, but I'm not probably not gonna be a thousand percent. But if you tell me to run two miles in ten minutes, I'll hit it. Like I like that that bar. I like seeing that goal. And so he raised it again, and it was off to the races. And then plus we wanted to go a little bit deeper in the NCAA's, which means we were trying to get a, a higher seed. And so I just felt like we needed to do more as a team. First me, and then you know everybody else. Hopefully can can catch that and follow and. I do my best, and everybody else pushed one more step. Well, I, you know, I remember that first game. Uh, I don't know if we was in Arizona or Stanford somewhere. Uh, y'all really, y'all were a fifth seed that year, and pretty well right wiped the floor with Gonzaga. Uh, but a, a little school up east called Marist had beaten Ohio State, so y'all played each other. And you kind of ran into a buzzsaw that that day. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It was like uh, we were a little bit off. I don't know if it was the fact that it, uh, we we thought there were going to be uh, another wipe. You know, like we thought, okay, all we got to do is just pass this team. You know, we go on to the next one, and perhaps we went out a little bit uh, unfocused and just kind of thought we were just going to cruise by them because they weren't a high seed. Nobody had heard of them which is a little ironic saying that we were the same, you know, a couple of years ago. So right. uh, I think we didn't go out as focused and as hard as we should have. Well, you got to go to the NCAA tournament uh, every year and tasted a lot of success um, and played for two coaches. Obviously, Stephanie Smith brought you MTSU. How did you end up coming to MTSU? Um, well, I would say that the consistency of Coach Smith and Coach Walls, I had like a postcard or a note or something every other day. 
from Middle Tennessee. And for me, I thought that was extremely nice because it takes time. It, it wasn't just a postcard. They had handwritten messages, you know, uh, specific to me. So I knew that all through the day, this woman, these women are writing these things for me, you know, and I just, it really meant a lot to me that they could take the time out to do something like that. And I'm telling you, I, you know, like every other day, just, just simple little things like a postcard or MTSU with something, you know, uplifting on the back. And that meant a lot to me, really. Um, I'll, I'll tell you another funny story on your app. I knew the gal that was the sports information director at Monroe. We were talking about, but it was at a football game. I actually saw her. And we were talking about women's basketball, and um, I think this was your junior year. And um, uh, she says, "Well, we got something for Chrissy Givens on her, on her, on her homecoming tour." And I said, "What's that?" She goes, "We got a freshman defensive stopper that's going to shut her down." And I told her, well, "You've got a fascinating imagination but we'll see i think you got 32 that night in your yeah. uh, visit and, back and home. The, the freshman they were talking about had actually played one year with me at washita and then moved to another school and had played against me for the next for that next year i think or something like that so i knew exactly who they were talking about i knew exactly that i was gonna mop the floor with her so i i well you know it's always nice to, to hope and dream that's all right <laughs> they forget i was playing for coach Jensel and i had bought in at that point and it was pretty much a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we're joined today by Chrissy Gibbons, former Lady Raider great. Um, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. WGNS. Listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. It's starting to get heavy here on 24 going westbound through that construction and eastbound as well. Especially eastbound by Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway. It's stop and go down. Sam Ridley coming off the interstate. All that traffic close trying to get through those traffic lights back out towards Smyrna. For the perfect getaway just outside Gatlinburg, check out Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on now. CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy's Pearl's favorite pizza is open for dine-in with social distancing and special precautions. Of course, you can still order online. Call in for pickup and have Sir Pizza delivered to your door. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. 
All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This show, portion of the show, brought to you by First Bank, locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. All right, Chrissy, um, we'll move on to another um, chapter here in your life. You um, you were uh, the program's first um, WNBA draft pick um, You uh, by Phoenix, I believe. Yes. And then you played another year with another team. Then you got into the overseas business, which uh, – uh, a lot of people were doing at that time and still are for that matter. Um, uh, take us through some of your different places you played and how educational that was. Man, I think that honestly, it changed me for the better to have gone overseas and to have experienced what I've experienced. We here in America, we, I think we're a little bit spoiled. You know, we have everything. Everything's easy to get to. Everybody speaks your language, and it's so easy. And then you go over there, and we complain a lot. And let, let me not forget that. Americans, as Americans, we complain a lot. You go over there to these different countries, Romania, Turkey, uh, Belarus, and you see people enjoying life with, with hardly anything. You know, you see them continuing to have family dinners. Grandma lives in the house. Uh, grandpa lives in the house. Children are taking care of their parents. Grandkids are there. Grandparents are ta- helping take care of the grandkids. It's always family dinner. It's always barbecue. And I just, I really, it, it opened me up and I, it started, uh, helped to appreciate things like that. And to the point to now, I don't need much to be happy. You know, I don't need a lot of material things. I understand that happiness first in yourself. And then it's about the people that are around you, the people that you love, people that mean something to you. And I think going overseas did that for me. Coming out of college, oh, I got to have these jeans. I got to have this new phone. I had two phones. I had a sidekick. I had this phone. You know, I had to have all this stuff. But when you go and you can see people be so genuinely happy, you know, with so little, it's amazing. And then to play on teams where I played on a team that the 12 girls, probably six of us come from six different countries. The way we can come together overcome the language barriers and come together and then you you have friends for life i i think it was a huge huge educational experience and, and i know too obviously when you played for coach insel you you learned a lot more about the idiosyncrasies and the details of basketball but i'm sure when you went over there too you were learning different personalities uh different nationalities and I would think that would be a gift for you coming back home and uh, coaching in high school. Yeah, I think one thing I think it definitely does is it shows you you have to be patient, you know. Um, we all are different. And it's patience and then respect the difference, you know. We're, if we were all thinking the same and doing the same, we'd all be, what, twins, quadruples, whatever. No, we're different. And so the biggest thing is to accept it and respect it. You know, we each come from different backgrounds, even – you and your siblings or anybody, you look at the world different, even though you have the same blood, you know, you see it different. And I think that's going to be huge because my girls are going to come in from different backgrounds. They're going to come in with different perspectives. 
And it's going to be big for me to accept each one of them for who they are and then respect it in in every way that I can. And, you know, you were talking about the, the, the bigness of family overseas. Uh, if there's anybody, family's big. It's, it, it's where you... It's where you came from. Obviously, I got to know your parents uh, really well. I know your mom was a teacher and took off and uh, came to all your games. So uh, <laughs> you definitely had that family support that a lot of kids that go on to school don't have. Right. And um, well, just talk about the, the influence they've had in your life. Oh, I grew up in a household of five children, and I saw my parents... Um, walking around in raggedy shoes and you never saw them buy themselves anything yet we had everything and i recognized that at a young age and i knew that if i could do anything to make it easier for them my daddy would come home he worked as a probation parole officer he finished that at 4 30 he'd come home switch clothes he'd go call ball games softball and sometimes he was refereeing so that we can do stuff like play AAU ball go to Disney World when it's time to go to Disney World, you know, stuff like these. And you see my mama always in the office grading papers, you know, <laughs> always working and, and budgeting, you know, how she had to budget to make sure all of us had shoes, we had clothes, stuff like this. And I realized that I wanted to do everything possible to ease their burden of having to worry about me or to take care of me. And, I think the hugest thing that at that time I saw was that I could get a scholarship playing basketball and they wouldn't have to pay for it. So that was first. And I just, you know, I, I never would have thought they would have been coming to Tennessee the way that they were. And so that, that also makes a difference. Um, it was like my first, my freshman year, I think I said this, I wasn't playing much. And I told my daddy to stop coming. And he was like, he's not going to stop coming. And for me, it was like, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to play a thousand percent because if I touch the foot for one minute and he's and he's there, then I'm going to be a thousand for one minute because he drove eight hours to get there. So at that point, it was just you know I'm I'm playing for for them, you know. And then eventually it comes back and then Coach Ensel comes and, and everything changes. But I think that I was extremely blessed to have parents that could support me the way that they did. And I mean, I could never do enough to to thank them for it. Um. We'll kind of switch topic here, um, and not too long after your career was over, after the waiting period, you were inducted in your alma mater's Hall of Fame. I've talked to a lot of athletes who, um, you know, they, you know, they always say, you know, the accolades will think about them later. But then when you get that call, you're going into the Hall of Fame. What was that like? <laughs> uh, I was sitting and I I was just like wait a minute <laughs> you know like it, it came like it was just one morning I got this call and you know, I'm going about my day like normal and you get the call and you're just like stuck for a little bit because I think I will say this until the end I, I know that I work hard you know but I never saw myself as being that player to be able to accomplish something like this and then when you're writing your speech you go back, you know, it takes you back all those years and you, you kind of relive it. And then I'm just like, what, how in the world did this little girl dribbling up and down the driveway get here? You know, like it, it's an amazing feeling. And like a lot of times I continue to play, so I didn't get much time to reminisce. But when I had to write that Hall of Fame speech, 
there was a lot of reminiscing, and I was just, I was in, I was completely just wow, you know, like it was a tremendous experience, tremendous. And um, you know, you and Patrice, and then Amber, and I mean, it just started a run of tremendous players there. Um, I think with Patrice and you and Amber in, and obviously Alicia will be next, and probably some other ones uh, on down the line as well. So you were kind of uh, a trendsetter and one of the early trendsetters in that regard of really putting um, maybe not the program on the map. Uh, people know who MTSU was, but, uh, you know, earning All-Americans, being the first player drafted, just um, – uh, you, you really did a whole lot in those four years. <laughs> I know. Sometimes when I'm telling you, when I re- when I wrote that speech, I was like, "Wow!" Because <laughs> for me, it's I always see what I need to be better at. You know, what I need to work on. So I never take the time to really sit and just say, "But look what you've done," you know. And I, when I wrote that speech, I was like, "Oh man!" You know, like the hard work paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chrissy, uh, again, it's always great to t- catch up and visit with you, and um, congratulations on your, your post, first coaching job. And I talked to Coach Ensel, uh yesterday, and he said, I always thought she'd be a good coach. <laughs> well, I'm going to steal a lot of stuff from him. I don't blame you. <laughs> Even his sayings, I can't wait to use the one about the cardboard box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do that. And, Chrissy, have a great day, and congratulations again. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. That's Chrissy Givens joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today's show. Tim Tackett will pinch hit for me tomorrow. I'll talk to everybody Thursday. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.